Hey, what's up, guys? Christian Van Buren here, co-founder of Ripple Effect Fatherhood. As you can see, if you're watching, uh, I got Kylan Van Buren right next to me. Uh, and then Maddie's here as well, but you guys can't see it. Um, but I just want to go ahead and uh, first off, just say thank you guys for supporting the channel, supporting the movement. This next interview is with a very dear friend of mine. His name is Ernest, um, and I let him uh, give his formal intro whenever we start the interview. Um, but he's a great guy, great father. I've already learned a ton from him, got a lot of wisdom. Uh, so as always, make sure you share uh, because you never know whose life you can impact by just sharing something positive. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. As always, I'm very excited to be on here and have the privilege and opportunity to talk to another dad, another father who I respect greatly just from the short time that I've known him and hearing about his walk in fatherhood, it's been, it's been very humbling because, you know, although we are, we come from two, you know, different generations and I'm sure he'll talk about it, about how <laughs> young I am. So, um, but I, I, I will say that I, I've, I've always appreciated the wisdom that, that you share with me uh, every time we interact. Uh, so for those of you that are watching this or, or listening to this, I just want you to really soak in what he's going to share with us just because it's just authentic. You know what I mean? Like these conversations are just meant to be authentic. And Ernest, I know you're one of the most authentic men that I know as far as being willing to share your heart with others, right? And speak from your heart. And I appreciate you for that. So if you want to go ahead and, and just introduce yourself to the people who are watching and or listening. Sure, sure. Uh, first and foremost, Chris, I appreciate this opportunity. Uh, as I mentioned before we hit the record button, I'm very humbled by the fact that, uh, you know, you would even consider, you know, me speaking on, on fatherhood. Uh, you know, when, uh, when you do some uh, soul searching and whatnot, uh, you can get you can get to some points and thinking like man you know I don't I, I don't know that I got anything to offer or or I'm not good enough or you know I made made a lot of mistakes and you know what is that gonna what is that gonna benefit you know but also I feel like those those whispers were coming in because uh, I think Satan was telling me you know how are you gonna go out there and get on the on the world wide web and talk about fatherhood and knowing you've done this or this or this or this. And I said, you know what? I have. I said, but I'm 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 redeemed by Christ and and God's blessed me and and uh, you know he doesn't keep score. Mm -hmm. So why not why not share some of the things that that mistakes that I've made, some of the right choices I've made to to young young buck fathers like you or even old guys like myself that are still trying to still we're still plugging away. So uh as you mentioned my name is Ernest Ariola Jr. I will add junior to that. Uh, I am uh, one of uh, one of four uh, sons. All, I have all brothers. I was born and raised here in Taylor, Texas. I lived here all my life. Uh, left for the military. I joined the Navy. Uh, I was in the Navy for almost six years uh, until the first time I was uh, uh, medically separated. So uh, I, I have that proud history behind me. Uh, I loved all my Navy time. Uh, I have been married for 31 years to my beautiful bride, uh, uh, Robin, uh, and 
Together, we have five children. I have three adult daughters uh, from my first marriage. I am, I am a divorced, uh, previously divorced man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my wife and I, Robin, we have two sons. Um, we're all in the local area. Uh, all of my daughters and my son-in-laws and, and my children are all believers in, in Christ. And that is, uh, I, I didn't have, I mean, I can't take credit for any of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, we've been, we, we've lived all over the country, um, through the military, we were living in Virginia for 18 years uh, previous to moving back to Taylor. We moved t- back to Taylor about a little over three years ago. And we've been here since. So, you know, the big drawback was the, our, our families here, our grandkids were here. And we just, we've always, the goal was always to get back here at some point. And by the grace of God, we were able to make it. And then uh, one day I'm pulling out of the neighborhood uh, here in my neighborhood and I see this young man pumping a pack <laughs> in the heat, man. And this guy's got this big army pack on. And again, I'm, I'm proud military. Yeah. And I'm, who is this cat? And what is he doing out here, man? You had you were pumping and blowing and going and sweating. And you had no idea. I, I, you didn't know me from the man on the moon. Yeah. I pulled up, I pulled up next day and rolled the window down. And and you look like, yes, sir. I, man, I had to introduce myself and we talked and I just felt like this young man, this young man, I mean, he's got something, you know, just, just your energy and your warmth and your, your willingness to talk yeah. to this old guy that pulled up on the side of on the road there. And we just kind of, we talked and I welcomed you to Taylor. And I think I even invited you to First Baptist Church Taylor at that point. Yep. And, uh, you know, we've kind of, we've, we've crossed paths since then. We've attended men's uh, gatherings together, uh, Bible studies, and I've had the honor of have you in class with me and kind of again each of us sharpening each other so that's kind of me that's that's it and like you mentioned what you see is what you get i'm gonna wear my emotions on my sleeve yes and i'm i'm gonna tell you what i think uh sometimes that gets me in trouble (laughs) Uh, but in this day and age when everybody's waving their agenda and waving what they think we're supposed to bow down to i think it's time for us as men as dads as males to stand up and mm. say no not today devil it, it ain't happening <laughs> yeah amen to that and and i will <laughs> and i will say this too you know i, I appreciate uh your willingness to to because when you pulled up beside me uh it took me a second to realize you were there because i had my music on i was oh yeah I was blasting yeah. some some Christian hip hop, <laughs> and, uh, and so yeah. You but but I will say like just that that right there, man. That small act that the Lord put on your heart and that you carried out. I mean now, yeah. you know now I'm I'm volunteering at that church for for the youth. Yeah. And yeah. You, and and the and you you brought up the the thoughts in your head and the whispers. You know the. The adversary will have have you think that that's a small thing, but I realize that, you know, I realize how how essential that is. You know, even me just yeah. just 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 that presence, that especially that male presence for those kids. Sure. You sure. know, uh, just from you stopping by and inviting me to the church. So um, that that was a big thing, man. I appreciate you again for for just yeah, yeah man. Now here we are. Here we are blowing up the internet. I know, right? I know. Yeah. I, mean, you know I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready, man. I hope you're ready. <laughs> hey, man. Look, 
whatever the Lord puts on your heart, man, I just, I just want to get, like I said, <laughs> before, before we started, I was yeah. talking about how, you know, and I've said this in previous interviews is that at the very, at the very least, this is wisdom that I want to gain from yeah. guys who've walked the walk that I'm walking, you know, right. um, just, you know, we're just wearing different shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and it's kind of the mantra, you know, the, the study you just sat in with us. Uh, I, I remember if I said it during that session, I've, I've led a couple of sessions mm -hmm. uh, over over the last year. But I tell the guys that, you know, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just a willing vessel to to uh, facilitate those studies. And I tell them, said so that's 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 I feel like the study's there for me. I'm, I'm there to learn and uh, help facilitate, you know, you're welcome to come along for the ride and hopefully the Lord will speak to you as well. And, yeah. and that's been, that's been a good format, you know? Uh, yeah. As men, we like to, we like to play it close to the vest, you know? Uh, and, and I, and I've said that in those sessions as well, that, you know, we're going to get together six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. And, and if you're new to the group and, and men, they don't just get together right away and start pouring their hearts out. Right. Uh, uh, you, you've got to build up some trust. You've got to build up some familiarity, be comfortable with folks. And, uh, you know, while we, we have a, a video or whatever we're facilitating and, and questions in a book, uh, I always tell the guys that, yeah, while this might be our roadmap, we're going to go wherever the Holy Spirit leads us. Mm. And if somebody walks in that room and something's tender on their heart or the, or the study sparks something in them that they want to talk about, then, then we're going to go with that. And, and our goal is to lift each other up to, 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 to stand in the gap for each other. And, and like I said, guys don't, don't normally ready to share right off the get go. Right. You got to build that up. You got to have, you got to have that, that, uh, uh, level of trust and, and, you know, that's, and that's okay. And that's what we, that's what we work towards. And, you know, we've got a level, enough level of trust between us that you know, they've invited me to come on here. And I said, you know what? Yeah. Why not? Why not this platform? You know, yeah. uh, I'm, I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but. As a father in your mind. And you know what the good thing about that is? Yeah, bro. It's my channel. <laughs> so it don't, matter. <laughs> it don't matter if nobody else likes it. They can take it off. But you know what? Um, I appreciate you, man, and 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 I'm excited to to just kind of learn learn about your experience um, as a father. So I will tell you, I forgot to tell you, I'm gonna be looking down as you're talking because I I take okay. notes. I take oh, notes. No. So all right. So yeah. if see me looking down. Don't think I'm like on my phone or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a part of that game. generation. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. Perfect, man. You did just mention that one of your sons is yes. about to be a dad, right? Yeah, yeah. For the first time. For the first time. Beautiful. So if you had to explain the joy of being a father to your youngest son, who's about to be a father, yeah. what personal experiences would you use from your own experience to uh, describe that joy? Sure, absolutely. Uh, and I told, remember I, before we started rec hit record, I told man, that's gonna be it might be emotional from time to time. Hey, I but, welcome uh, it. So sure. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I, I'm a father of five children. I'm the son of a dad who was orphaned, uh, very early age. So he was he was 
uh, raised by his grandmother and a couple of aunts. Mm -hmm. But he's probably the most manly man that I know as far as the way he carries himself, as far as the way he 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 execute, fa executes fatherhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All that being said, that was my guy. My guy was my dad. So now, now with my son, what I would explain to a young dad to, to my son coming is that as much as you love your wife, as much as the, the woman that is the mother of your child, uh, and that love is growing in, in your relationship, there's something totally different about a love of, for a child. Hmm. And, you know, when the boys were coming up and we would, my kids were coming up and, you know, we'd butt heads and stuff and you know, had to set the guidelines and the rules. And I would say, you know, you'll, when you're a parent, you'll understand. Mm -hmm. When you're a parent, you'll feel that, you know. And uh, so now he's getting there. He's, he's, he's at that. He's at the doorway of being, being a father. And even though the uh, he's not a dad yet, he's already, <laughs> he's already parenting things that he heard me say mm. and, and, and do. And I would just say there's almost no way to fully understand the first time you see this baby in the delivery room. When, mm. my, when my oldest daughter was born, I was 19 years old. I was a kid, wow. you know, and uh, yeah, my wife, my first wife and I, we were, we were, we were very, very young. Yeah. I was 19 years old and uh, you know, at 19, you thought you had it figured out, you know, you know, you, 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 you were the cock of the walk. You didn't need nobody telling you what to do. You had it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden at 19, here's, here's my, here's this, this young baby, my daughter, comes into the world and, and I'm looking at her face and I'm thinking, and, and I was not a believer at the time. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the Catholic church and I did all that, but at 18, I was like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm churched up. You know, again, you think you know it all. I'm churched up. I don't need it anymore. But even at that, I knew how precious and rare the experience was that now I am responsible. And I, and I was already responsible for my wife then and i'm responsible for my wife now but there's this child that's coming into the world that that you and your wife made and i just uh for me i would just tell him i said it's a wonderful experience i mean it will it will get into your core and from day one the protector kicks in yeah. the the overseer kicks in you know you you start thinking you know, did I make the right decision here? Or should I have done this? Or should I have done that? And uh, just just that sense of, you know, this is a little this is a little person. Mm -hmm. It's a little human that you and your wife came together in love uh, and and made this child. And oh, by the way, now you're responsible for this child to bring this child up. Mm -hmm. And and what does that look like? What 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 guidelines, what moral compass, what biblical uh, pathways are you going to try to try to try to pour into this child, even when they're little? You're yeah. praying on them, you're talking to them, you know, you're taking them by the hand, leading them in the church, you know, sitting them in the sitting them in the in the pew or in the row or whatever. And I mean, it, it's just it's just there's no words to put that. I mean, I love my wife, my wife, and I have this wonderful relationship. And, but, and that's husband and wife. 
Mm -hmm. But there is a relationship between father and son or father and daughter that is uh, until you have your child, there's no really no way to 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 fathom that. Yeah. And that's the big that's a big thing. I tell you what, I know that that was a that first question was was a <laughs> heavy hitter because I, I as I was writing it, I was like, I didn't even know how I who would answer it. But you answered it the way I answered it. And the answer is like, it's, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what words to give you to yeah. explain the joy yeah. that I feel. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I got yeah. from you is like, especially, you know, <clears throat> you, 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 you knowing just from, just from hearing you talk about your dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you being able to, kind of relate the 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 level of love that you received from your dad and 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 yeah. then and then now now you're a dad at 19 yeah and you know which I mean I commend you for that too like that's that's you know because being not even just the fact that you know you were 19 but the fact that taking I mean taking on that kind of responsibility at such a young age is yeah. You know what I mean? It's something else. And you and I have talked about it. You and I have talked about it in the past. Uh, yeah. Because you, know, you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, had, had you been in the Navy yet? No, I was not. I okay. was not. I, I, was, I was fresh out of high school. I was going to uh, a vocational tech school. Right. Uh, I was working working at HEB back then. Right. Uh, trying, trying to, you know, tech school. Uh, I, I will say this. I, I, had, I had thought about you know, here's the dream. The dream was graduate high school and and join the Navy. And back then, it was the 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 TV commercials were. It's not just a job; it's an adventure. Yeah. You know, and I had this vision of going around seeing the world. And and you know, God had other plans for me. My life played out then from the decision decision and choices that I made. I, I could have just as easy in the day in the day and age when everything's so disposable. And, uh, you know, anyone can be a father, a biological father, but you got to have skin in the game to be the dad. You got to mm -hmm. be the skin in the game to stick around. Mm -hmm. So even at 19, when I was playing the reel of my life and what I thought was going to be and where I was at, and it was my, my decision, uh, I rogered up. I said, you know, that's, that's not going to happen. I'm not going off to that. I, I have this young bride and I, this baby coming, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna own up to my responsibility, and and that's what I felt like I was doing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, w w at 19 years old. Yeah. Uh, and we were blessed with uh, two more daughters, beautiful daughters. I love them. I have uh, eight grandchildren now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, I was, cause I, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the, 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 you know, God in your life and, and, and yeah. early on. Cause I mean, I feel like at 19, you gotta have, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. See, that, that, that's go ahead. Go I was going to say, even if you're not a believer yet, like, you know what I mean? Like you now, you now looking back, I think you mm. can, can see where, where God was still there. Yeah. We're going to, and we're going to, yeah, we're going to do some heavy editing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, your question is: your question says, in, in what way has your spiritual journey helped you navigate the challenges of fatherhood? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that was a hard question. Because mm. like, as I said, I was 19. I felt like I was churched up. Felt like I didn't need anybody telling me what to do. I'm I, I'm a grown man. I've have I've got a child. I've got a wife. You know, I can. I'm going to navigate this thing called life. Uh, so I cannot I cannot sit here and tell you that I had a solid spiritual journey as a 19, 20, 21, 22 year old dad. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, and uh, I was I was um, I had a short fuse. I'm not who I am today. Again, I was trying to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. We were we were trying to do it on our own. You know, we we would attend church, you know, sparsely, kind of like everybody, like you know, like Christers, you know, Christmas and Easter. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, you know. But but for me, it was I was get up, I was going to work, I was working. Uh, at that point, I switched over to working construction, so I was working in construction in Austin and. You know, sun up to sundown. You know, turning big rocks into little rocks and doing doing stuff, building things, and coming home dog tired and and again just taking the approach of just. And I mean, I was just I was just doing life. I really wasn't and haven't been brought up in the church. I mean, I knew there was. I mean, I knew God, and and I did all my sacraments. I did all the other stuff, but I didn't have a personal relationship. Mm. I didn't have that. I had, I had the 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 going through the motions kind of thing. That's that's at least that's what it was for me. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I don't want to disparage the Catholic Catholic faith at all. Uh, uh, a lot of my family is still practicing Catholics, and I and I love them to death. I love the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but for me, that just wasn't where God was leading me, and and, and where He is, has me now. But even at that, no matter how much my my folks spoke the church into me and prayed on me, I didn't have it. So I feel like my young fatherhood role and my children and my wife, my first wife, suffered for that. I feel like they suffered for the fact that that I didn't have a spiritual uh, aspect into my daily life my daily fatherhood the 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 mentoring the being there i mean i I was around i i mean i just i just didn't have the lord in my in my life and uh and as you know chris i mean we can do life day in day out uh and the tolls the 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 weigh on you uh, the uh economic weights uh, uh the career weights uh uh all of those things they they weigh on you and you trying to carry that load rather than rather rather than than partnering up with god to help you carry that load made a huge huge difference yeah so when i came to know the lord uh i was already i was just about divorced i was still in the military and uh my my wife now robin who i've known since the eighth grade right from here in taylor uh was uh was born again christian uh we crossed paths uh, at our senior high school reunion she was actually on the committee to track people down okay and i was in florida and she was in california and she sent a letter to my parents house they forwarded it to me and 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 that's how we got in touch 
Uh, mm -hmm. We grew up best friends from the eighth grade on. I never dated anything. We were just friends. I mean, I, we were just friends, you know. But she won't take credit for this at all. But she introduced me. So, so at that time, I was broken. Uh, I was in the Navy. And on the outside, I was looking good. The folks on the outside looking good. I'm traveling. I'm seeing the world. Uh, uh, you know, I'm making rank. At that time, what I thought was making rank. Yeah, and everything's fine, you know. Everything's fine, but on the backside of that, I was a, I was a, I was a broken man. Uh, I, I was divorced. I didn't have my family. I didn't have my children, uh, and I just felt like, I felt like the the house of cards that I had been building on were just crumbling down around me. And then the Lord introduced Robin back into my life. And through her uh, willingness to share her faith with me is what introduced me to this, the God that I have, a, to me, that I have a relationship with. I did not, I didn't understand that concept. I didn't understand that God wants to have a relationship with, with me like a father does with a son, like, like you and I have, we get to know each other. Yeah. Uh, in my head, good, bad, or indifferent, what I recall growing up was that, you know, Sunday schools, weekly schools, they call it CCD. I don't know what the acronym means anymore, but was, uh, was that the God, was the, in my mind, had God sitting up on high watching everything we did, and if you did something wrong, you know, there was penance for that. There was punishment for that. Mm -hmm. and I, I, part of that was 18. I was just like, okay, you know, I, I, I'm good. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to have that. Now, that could have been my wrong interpretation, but that's what I had. Mm -hmm. So just at the time when I was broken, at my lowest point internally, uh, again, on the outside, you know, it looked good, but the inside was not. Uh, I was introduced to this God, the God of second chances, the God of reconciliation, the God of mercy and of grace. And uh, I, I, I was not, I, I had not heard that. And my wife, Robin, introduced me to that. And to her, I give all the credit for mm -hmm. that, for, for introducing me to my spiritual walk. And at that point, when we started having children, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm trying to be a spiritual husband. And I realize this is not on the husband subject, but I've got to do better as a spiritual dad for my sons. And oh, by the way, I need to recover my relationship mm. with my daughters and be be the spiritual uh, 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 person that I can be for them. Right. Even though they've already, you know, at that point they had families already. But um, yeah, uh, I meant, as I mentioned to you before, done life without God and with, and uh, with, with the Lord has been so much more rewarding so much sweeter uh it hasn't been without its challenges yes i will tell you that uh but uh the good book says that you know you will they will come mm -hmm. uh, those challenges will come i, I tell i tell guys i talk to and you know anybody will listen to me i said that bible we have is, is full of promises some you're gonna like some you're not gonna like but it's not a buffet you don't get to pick and choose what it is you want to adhere to on that. Right. God is a God is a God of He's the same God 
uh, 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 from the beginning, uh, the past, present, and future. He's not going to change. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, that he was there waiting for me to, uh, to come full circle, uh, if you will, uh, and to understand that. And I, I think I, I can't be any kind of dad, any kind of grandfather, any kind of mentor to anybody if first and foremost, I don't keep my eyes on him. And that's what that's what's been the difference in fatherhood for me. And that's what I'm trying to pour into my 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 sons that are gonna be fathers. Yeah. Is you you can be a dad, no problem, but you need to you got to show up in your spiritual walk first. Because yeah. because life is gonna come at you and uh, you know, hundred miles an hour. Absolutely. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being vulnerable with us, right? And and, and sharing, yeah, yeah. sharing, you know, the fact that you know you made mistakes and uh yeah, yeah. because because I've I've made mistakes <laughs> pre-fatherhood and in fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make more. Um yeah. so I appreciate yeah. your your vulnerability, but also I, I think that was a, just a beautiful description of just the Lord's presence in your life and and, and kind yeah. of how it guided you into fatherhood because i think that the fact that you that realization came kind of as you were entering or or not because you were already a father but you know yeah you know one before your sons were born um you kind of had that realization that hey i can't do this without god and i need to get i need but but i need to figure this out before they get you know what i mean um And that's that's huge. And so on the subject of God, I really like I really I really like this, and and, and I'm excited to hear your answer because uh, okay. a friend of mine had said to me recently, sometimes we forget that our kids that we assisted our wives or girlfriends or what have you in making right mm-hmm. like, like made these kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget that those are actually God's kids. Mhm. Yeah. What does that mean to you as a father? Oh man, that's uh you you we are they're placed in our stead, they're placed in our in our lives as dads and it is our jobs to raise them, to mentor them, to discipline them, to love on them, you know, God give them the moral compass. Mm-hmm. But also to remember, like you say, they're they are God's kids first. Mm-hmm. And as as an as some examples of what you know that was brought to me. And remember, I, we kind of mentioned it's got to be God, your wife, your children, and 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 then everything else. Yeah. And in putting God first, it's going to be God's will. God's will is going to be first. That doesn't always line up with what we have in our mind is what we think our life should go, how, how our life should go. Uh, so my oldest son, when my oldest son was about 12 weeks old, he came down with a, a really, he, he got really sick. 12 weeks old, my brand, you know, uh, my, our brand new son, his, his name, Ernest Ariola the third. He's not named after me. I named him for my dad. Mm-hmm. And like I said, was orphaned. Yeah. So here we are, young parents, and our oldest son comes down with this uh, with a fever. You know, he was like 103 fever, 
and uh, just uh, had to rush him into the emergency room, took him to a pediatric emergency room there in Austin. So as you can imagine, we rushed this young baby boy uh, to the hospital, to the ER, and all of a sudden, you know, all these doctors, these medical team just started going to work on him, you know, and, you know, it's their job to tell us all the scenarios, best case, worst case, we don't know, 12 weeks old. So yeah. they're thinking, they start telling us they're going to do, you know, urine draws and blood draws and spinal tap stuff and spinal fluid. And uh, we have to get out of the room and, you know, the doctors and the nurses in the room and they're working on him. And my wife and I were out in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point that I talk, I talk about this to guys that when we pray for God's will, that you have to be ready for what that looks like. I tell them, I said, now maybe you've heard me say it too. I said, when you pray that God's will be done, mm -hmm. that's a dangerous prayer. That's a dangerous prayer for us because in my mind, I know that my that God blessed me with a son. And I know that I have him. But I don't know what his days are. I don't know how his days are numbered. And at 12 weeks old, we were out in the hallway not knowing what was happening to this child. And I remember praying, Lord God, I just want you to heal him. I want you to, to uh, 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 please take care of him. I said, I love this boy. I've only had him for 12 weeks. And I tell my sons now, I said, you know, our definition of healing, man's healing is always, you know, to get over cancer, to get over uh, uh, whatever it is ailing you that might be taking you to bring a death, but get over that and to keep you here. That's man's definition of healing, to mm -hmm. stay here. Well, God's definition of healing may not be that. God's definition of healing may be that he heals you by taking you from your earthly body and calling you to him. Mm -hmm. Are you any less healed? No. And I, I would argue that, that you are perfectly healed because now you're in the arms of the Lord. But I had to pray that and I had to be ready to realize that. I had to be ready for what definition of healing God was going to put on my son. Yeah, and that was tough, man. I had to realize that the Lord, yes, He's got my name, my dad's name, but He's your child, and I place Him into your hands. And whatever you want to have, you know, have your way. And again, that's dangerous. That's a dangerous prayer. It is. But now, so now, fast forward to just a year or so ago, and that same that same son of mine. Uh, comes down with like when the like a lot of folks came down with COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. But well, he spent six weeks in the hospital. He spent two weeks here in at the hospital locally in Taylor, and then two weeks in ICU uh, in Round Rock, and then ultimately two weeks in rehab. I mean, full physical therapy, occupational therapy, everything. Uh, but yeah, I mean. He was in bad shape. He yeah. was in bad shape to the point where we had a, and you know, and then you couldn't visit with them. You, it was only on like this. There was okay. no, no going to the room and everything. So here's my son once again, 
in the hospital and you think, okay, he's going to go in, he's young, he's strong, go in, or do, give him some medication, do whatever, and he's going to come home. Well, it never, it never did that. It just got worse and then it got worse and it got worse. And then they were pumping him full of uh, uh, O2, high, high volume O2 uh, to the point where he got, he maxed out what they could sustain him on here. That's how bad he got. Wow. I mean, he couldn't even roll over from front to back. He, he was that bad. And when we would, I remember we, we three-way with his brother uh, on the phone with him. And when we hung up, uh, you know, my youngest son was like, he, he don't look good. I said, no, nah, man, he's, he's up against it. He's up against it right now. And, and the Lord called to my heart that prayer that I prayed when he was 12 weeks old. And I remember saying, I remember that, Lord. And I remember I had to get to that point to pray that dangerous prayer again, that that is my son and I want him to stay here with me. Mm -hmm. But if, if your will is that you heal him, take him home, you know, who am I, who am I to doubt, to doubt you? Right. But thankfully, in both scenarios, the Lord was gracious enough and merciful enough to, to leave him here with us. But those situations just drove home that they're, 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 we're all here only for a brief vapor. Right. And that's our job to, to teach them, to mentor them, to guide them. And if they live to be a ripe old age, Thank God for that. But at any given moment, any of us can be called away. And so could your child, you know. So you got to be ready for the fact that we are given the role, the responsibility of mentoring them up until their age of accountability. And but at the end of the day, they belong to God. And we're just blessed enough that God would place them in our lives to be those stand-up fathers that we want to be and that we can be, but only with, with God's guidance. Man. Of course, you know there's a lot, you know there's a lot that I want to say to that, but for the sake of for the sake of time, right? Because sure. <laughs> for the sake yeah. of time, I will say a couple things, just a couple things especially for any fathers listening, honestly, not even just fathers, any parents listening, because I think that this question, this question is, is, is for any, any parents, period, father, mm -hmm. uh, if you're a grandparent raising a grandchild, whatever the case may be, um, man, you know, as, as much as we love these babies, as much as we love these kids, and, and I'm speaking from my own experience, I'm, I'm thinking about my son as, as I, as I say this, um, as much as I, as much as the human in me wants to have control over uh, the things that happen in his life or to him, as far as, you know, like you said, illnesses and stuff like that, I just don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have control over, I didn't, but Here's the thing. I don't want to have that control either because I couldn't handle yeah. the control. I couldn't handle the control. So every day, just like you were saying, it's so important to realize that 
at the end of the day, they're God's kids. Mm-hmm. And um, man, your story is just so beautiful, man, because, you know, ha- praying that prayer, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I, I can't say that I, I relate to your experience because I haven't had that experience. Um, but And I couldn't imagine praying that prayer and the, and the amount of belief that you have to have that God will do what's best for all parties involved, you know, because yeah. he's always going to do what's best for everybody involved, even though it doesn't look like that to us. So, um, man, that, that was just, I don't even have to say really much. I just, I, <laughs> I, think, that that's gonna, I think that your level of faith in those two scenarios, I mean, did, could, could isn't it so crazy that you went through those two things and, and you went through them and now you're, I mean, you couldn't see yourself sharing them with me now, but I feel like yeah. somebody's going to watch this. Somebody who can relate is going to watch this yeah. and yeah. maybe somebody who can relate doesn't even believe right now, but they're going to watch yeah. this maybe yeah. and, and they will because right. when you're in that situation and you realize and, and you see all these doctors working on your child, whether you believe or not, you have no control. You know what Zero. I'm saying? Zero, Zero, man. So you have to, you have to hold on yeah. to something. And and yeah. I think that you explaining, you and you telling your story is going to lead somebody into the arms of God. And, um, and I just, first of all, I thank you for, like I said, again, you're going to be, um, sure. I also want to put one more thing out there for the fathers that watch, that watch this is that like, we're still going through life ourselves, ourselves, sure. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we need God as a father, just as much as our kids need us as a father. Oh, absolutely. And they're a lot, you know what I mean? Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Like how, because sometimes we get so focused on, you know, I've got to do, I've got to provide financially. I've got to, I've got to lead them. I I got to lead them. I got to mentor them. I got to, which are all good things, but we forget that we forget that we're still going through life ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Can you touch on that? Sure, sure. And before I dive into that, I want to say, you know, uh, for the dads, like you were just mentioning, somebody might might see that. And I don't want anybody, and I don't want to miscommunicate that for anybody that I went through that, then either one of those situations as a spiritual tightening. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I, I was stoic, I made it through that, uh, and I never wavered, uh, you know, that I wasn't angry right. you know, uh, or or uh uh discouraged yeah uh no i, I was I, i'm i'm human That's i'm huge. human and and I, and i have the same emotions everybody else has and you know what i love to have snapped my finger and, and say everything everything's over everything happened or, or that it never happened absolutely so it was a constant constant uh i would say struggle and battle to lean into the Lord, to lean on other men, to say, "Hey, man, I'm hurting. I, I really need some prayer. My family needs prayer," and and to have those accountability types that could do that. Um. So yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't this spiritual superhero. Right. I mean, I, I I was I was pushed to the edge, mm. you know. And I think I think God will take you in your life to the edge 
he will take you to where you're at the end of your rope. Mm -hmm. He will take you where you, you don't have options to that. Why is that? Because uh, you look around and you have nothing to grasp at, but, but to look up to the Lord. And ultimately that's all he wants. Ultimately he wants a relationship with, with us individually. Yep. And sometimes life is good and everything's going fine and we get comfortable and we kind of get kind of lazy on our spiritual walk. And, and uh, I'm not saying the guys that say, Hey, you know, I need to, I need to hit this cat with something, make it, bring him back. No, we'll do that to ourselves. Right. We'll do that to ourselves. And then we have to remember, yes, I need to lean back into where am I? How far off the, off the trail am I? I let me center myself. So, the importance of having a godly father and remembering that is the fact that as much as you love your kids, as much as you love your wife, that's how it's, it's unfathomable how much more God loves us individually, mm -hmm. how much he loves Chris mm -hmm. individually, uh, Ernest individually. Mm -hmm. uh, I go into the home and he knows the hairs on your head, but hey, I mean, he, he, I can't get there. I can't get there. But I think I think the importance of I had an earthly father that poured into me, poured into me with tough love, yeah, uh, and, and fair. But we also have to remember that there is that there is that heavenly father that that relationship, vertical, our spiritual relationship with the Lord first and foremost. And if we keep that intact, if we lean onto that, then the the on the vertical relationship, then that will play into our horizontal relationships with our families. Mm -hmm. When we get that out of kilter, when we get the God wide family out of out of kilter, we start put chasing the career first and or chasing, chasing whatever, putting something else on a pedestal besides the Lord then that is where we get ourselves wrapped around the axle. Amen. Amen. And so, okay, so kind of going into uh, your own experience of fatherhood. Sure. So okay. when, when you were a child, you already uh, kind of touched on your, your relationship with your father. Uh, sure. Are there any lessons that you learned from him that, uh, that you taught to your own kids? And if so, uh, what are some of them? Oh, absolutely. Oh, geez. We're going to need part two on this. <laughs> I guess what, so, are, what are your top three? Top three. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah I, I, I'll keep it. I, <laughs> I've never been accused of being a talker. No, yeah, my dad. I mean, uh, whew, man, uh, like I said, he was he was orphaned when he was young, but yet he was raised by a grandmother and, and, and two aunts. But he's probably the most manly man that I know, mm -hmm. uh, and he he set the bar for uh, for us. In our eyes, he's he was always he was Superman, mm -hmm. you know, just bigger than life. And one of the things that he instilled into us is the value of hard work. You work hard. You not you don't just work hard at it, but you work hard and you do a good job. Mm. You know. Because your name is going to be on that job. He would tell me, you know, when you finish the job, you want somebody to come back and look at the whatever task you're working on and say, wow, you know, who did this? 
Mm -hmm. Wow, somebody really has some pride in this versus, wow, you know, who, who, who did this mess, you know? So it was hard work, a hard work ethic. You got up every morning, got up every day, and you went and you did your job. Uh, moral compass. Mm -hmm. My dad instilled a moral compass and what is right and what is wrong. And uh, my dad was uh, uh, very, very, uh, is, he's still around, he's 81, very spiritual man. And he knows that everything, everything he has is, is from God. And if you don't pay credit to God first, uh, then, then you've missed the mark. So hard work, uh, a moral compass, integrity. Uh, and these are all things that I, I'm teaching my son. Uh, you know, my dad was, my dad grew up in an age and brought me up in an age when, when a handshake and, and a look in a man's eye, that was binding. Mm. You know, they always say, you know, when you introduce yourself to your, your, you give a good firm handshake and you look someone in the eye and you make contact with them and you communicate with them. You know, you get a lot of, you get a lot of this, you know, nowadays, you know, who, huh, what, huh, man, that would, that, that drove my dad nuts. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of, you were, even in the household, we responded, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, that was that generation. I mean, and it wasn't like he was being a tyrant. That's what you did. That showed respect right. for, for the, for your elders, for your parents, for the people of, at their age, your grandparents, you know, so I always told my, told my, my kids, my children, you know, yes, sir, no, sir. So respect, integrity, hard work, and then just love God. And I, maybe I should put that first. You got to love God. You love God and you and, and you fight for your family. You stand up for the underdog mm -hmm. and you just lean on your faith mm -hmm. because any any th this is a he would tell me when you leave this house you represent our last name when you go off to college when you go off to whatever remember who you are representing mm -hmm. you know and it meant something to represent his name yeah. and just a pride in that and and I try to tell my boys that not from a an arrogant standpoint, but you hold your head up. You hold your head up. This is your grandfather. I mean, I, I, I defy anybody in, in Central Texas to go to any body shop, any auto parts house, uh, any mom and pop parts dealer in, in the Central Texas area who doesn't know my dad. Mm. My dad was in the business for 40 plus years. Wow. And one of the things that I, when I run into folks, I said, man, your dad was, was awesome. Your dad was professional. He was courteous. He was, he set the bar and all of us boys know that, know that we try to be like him because he set the bar for us day in and day out, you know, and I, and I try to instill all of those pieces into my children not just my son, but my children, but, you know, my most recent children, my sons, as they come into fatherhood eventually, yeah. is, is, is those pieces. Be a man of your word, have integrity, love the Lord, and, you know, and, and love your family, and, and you lean into the wind every day. Mm. 
you lean into it every day. That's, man, <laughs> I tell you what, um, you know, even though I, I haven't had the chance to, to, to meet your father, uh, you know what I mean? Like just the way you talk about him. Uh, oh, dude, he's, a, he, he is, <laughs> he's Superman. Yeah. You know, and, and he's 81. So Superman getting at the end of his, see if I really passed the baton, you know, um, I, I think, I think one of the, one of the, and I'm sorry to go off on this, but one of the things that our children miss and our grandchildren miss, especially our grandchildren, is meeting our parents and our heroes that we had growing up. Like, you know, my my grandchildren, my son's son that, that is coming, will never know what my dad was like in his prime, mm. you know? And my boys kind of know what he was like in his prime. But I mean, when my dad was you know, arrow straight, rock solid, you know, went to work every day, just uh, he, 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 he was about, my, I say this about my dad, and that's what I hope to be. My dad was firm, but fair, mm -hmm. firm, but fair, you know, and, and uh, if I got into, into trouble, and I needed some discipline, and and that came with at the end of the, of his hand. It's because I earned it, you know. Yeah. I earned it. And uh, did I like it? Absolutely not, you know. Uh, uh, but I didn't need I didn't need uh, someone to be my friend in those. And uh, I had enough knucklehead friends that were getting you know I was getting in trouble with. Yeah, I need somebody to set the guidelines, set the boundaries, and my dad was that. And um, I think more than any spanking that I ever got, when I when I felt the worst was when he told me when one time he was getting on me that that I, how much I had disappointed him, right, and, and how much I hurt him, mm. I failing to carry myself in a situation the way he knew I should have, the way he knew he had taught me to. And man, I would have rather have gotten a spanking mm -hmm. than to have him tell me that and that I had let him down. And I, I just, I never want to let him down. Man, well, like I said, I haven't met him, but I mean, I can, <laughs> I can, I can, uh, I mean, I can tell that he's he's more than proud of you, man. And I mean, the fact that okay, well, I on the subject of of, of your father and 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 being a grandfather, this yeah, yeah. I want to ask you because I, I want to make sure I don't want to forget to ask this one. But uh, so as a father and a grandfather, what is one thing that you want your family to know, right? If you could pick anything. What's one thing that you want your family to know about, like just how you filled your role as a father? You know what I mean? Like, is it because yeah. you, you're talking about the things that you have carried from the way your dad filled his role as a father? You know what I mean? Yeah. And those yeah. things are all just amazing, and it, and it just gives me this this I mean immediate because you know my mom taught me to respect my elders, you know, but you know just hearing you talk about your dad, I have this just utmost level of respect for him just 
you know, just because of what you've been able to carry from, from how he filled his role yeah. as a father. And so now, yeah. now that you have, I mean, you have the baton already, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You have it already. Yeah. You know, what, what's one thing that you want your family or, or let's do, let's, let's ask this way because okay. what's one thing that you would want your great grandkids to know about how you filled your role as a father? Well, that's a good one. What would I want them to know how I that I feel how I feel my role? Yeah, um, like what's one thing? What's what's one of the like what's one of the most important things that you would want them to take away from you being a father? And sure, you know, at the very least, I would, I, I I think I I would want them to understand that uh, first and foremost, I I try to be a good God follower. I tried to put God first in everything. And in doing so, I would hope that they would understand how much I tried to pour that love that Christ had shown me. Uh, and undeserving as I was to have God's love and direction, that I, I that I was did my very best. And I, I, even though I did fail from time to time, but I did my very best to pour myself out into them. Mm -hmm. that, that I that I that I felt the the enormity and the gravity of what it meant to be that fatherly figure. And I hope that in my lifetime, or the times that that I walked this earth, from a nineteen-year-old dad going through life, doing his own thing, to finding the Lord, trying to make amends for all of that, mm -hmm. and going forward saying, look, I want to leave it better than I, than I found it. And mm -hmm. I want you to know, I want you to know, I did not do this on my, on my, on myself, on my own accord. It was because godly men poured into me God, the wife prays for me, and I want them to understand and know that I love them with every fiber of my being, and I want nothing but what is the best for them in life, but that I try to do that from with a godly perspective, mm -hmm. and and if I can, if they can say that about me and think that, that you know, no matter what happened, your dad would say, well, let's pray about it. Well, we could call dad and say, hey, dad, I'm going to go on this interview. Uh, uh, might, might, might say a little prayer for me, uh, something like that. And and if they can pass that forward, my great grandkids and all they see me as a shell of a man and what's left. Uh, if my sons or my grandsons can tell those children, well, this is what your grandpa was like. This is what your great grandpa was like. This is what he taught me. You hear me say, parrot these phrases. Because I got it from your grandpa, mm -hmm. and I got it from my dad, you know, kind of thing. So, so just that that I that I showed up, and I just poured. I tried to pour myself into that role and the enormity of that role, understanding, trying to understand how much God loved me, undeservingly, or for me to have that have that favor with Him. And I need to try to pour that in, in into my into my family. Did I do it right all the time? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I 
I tried to do my best. And I, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Yes. Man, do your best and let God handle the rest. Look, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Get out of his way. All right. <laughs> Man, yeah. um, you know, I, I asked that question. First of all, thank you for that answer. I, that 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 blessed me at the at the at the very least. Like that, yeah. Yeah. that your 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 passion in that answer. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's huge. And and I asked that question on purpose, man, because you know I just think I believe in my heart that your great grandkids your great great grandkids your great 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 grandkids <laughs> gonna, they're gonna watch this one day man you know what i mean oh, man. and exactly and and i and and i asked that question on purpose because for one you know you didn't really know it was coming i mean i know you've got them in front of you the questions in front of you but you didn't really know it was coming you didn't really know how you want to answer but that's what yeah. i love the authenticity because when when they watch yeah. for generations down the line yeah. They're gonna they're gonna see the authenticity in in your answer. They're gonna see the authenticity and the love that you have for your family. And you know what I mean. And, yeah. And yeah. so I think that that's huge, man. And I just appreciate you for for sharing that with us today, because man, it's it. Well, it I appreciate my that. I, I have a couple of scriptures, but you know, I don't know. We're gonna finish up here. Please share. But Please these, share. these are two scriptures that these are my go-to scriptures, and um. I've shared the I share these with guys through 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 the years, and I, I have to dust them off and lean back on them. Okay. Uh, but my one of them is James one twelve, and James one twelve states, "Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, for once he has once once he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those that love him." And I've mentioned earlier that. I said the Bible comes with promises. Some we're gonna like, some we're not gonna like. Well, this this verse right here is my go-to because it says, "Blesses the man who perseveres under trial." I mean, just that word alone, perseveres. What what does that mean? That means something's coming. You know, it don't take anything to persevere when the money is good and the cash is flowing and your friends are around, your family loves you, and the job is good. It's when and the health is good. Yeah. It's when those times come that are going to come. It says, who perseveres under trial? It's coming. So uh, it, it, it's that. But as long as you lean into the Lord, like it says here, if, uh, uh, perseveres under trial, leaning into God because you can't do it by yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to receive the crown of life. And, and I try to lean on that and, and just say, the Bible tells you you're going to have to persevere. And so that means that promises it's coming. And that, that leads into my other go-to scripture, which is Isaiah 43, 2. And that says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And I love that verse because it says, when, not if. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say if you walk through the fires or if the water comes up. It says when. Now, some guys say, "Man, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that that those those rivers are going to rise, that fire is going to blaze." But the Bible says it it will. But it says the connotation is there. So when you pass through, 
Mm. I mean, there's another side of that. Oh, that's huge. You know, uh, in my life, when I was going through rough times in the job, layoffs, whatever, I said, oh, man, I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to be going through this. I don't want to have these trials with, with my sons. I don't want to have these trials with this work member. I, I don't want to have these health issues. Yeah. So, but it says when, when. But it also tells me through, meaning there's another side, and it says you will not be burned. Mm-hmm. Flames will not set you ablaze. Because God, why is that? Because God's going to be there with us. Mm-hmm. Going to get you through to the other side. And and I lean. Those are my my two verses that that. I mean, I'm not. I wish I could tell you I, I have a hundred scriptures memorized. I don't. Right. I have. And if I need to go get one, I'll go to the Bible. I'll go to my Bible app and I'll get one. But I know that this this verse spoke volumes to me when I was going through things. When, not if, mm-hmm. and persevere in the trial because it's coming. But God's going to be there with you. And I think if we remember that, no matter what the situation looks like at work, no matter what the situation, because right now, man, you're the, you're the best thing since sliced bread to that little boy of yours. And you will be for a long, long time. But the world is out there and the world is pulling on them. And the world is filling them with you. I mean, we thought we had pressure and we're just supposed to sit on our hands, you know. But no, I think it's time for dads like you and me to be on the alert. Like when Gideon was selecting his army and God was was honing them down, toning them down, toning them down. And he selected just the few that had their eyes on the horizon. You and me need to have and other dads out there need to have your the eyes on the your eyes on the horizon because the waters are going to rise and the fires are going to come and and trials will come and you're going to be called to persevere and you're going to be called to stand your ground and if you we got to have we have to stand on the ground of the gospel stand on the ground of god's word uh and and to defend that what God has blessed us with. We have to fight for our families as if our life depended on it, because it does. Yes. It does. Our eternal life depends on that. We are tasked to, to raise these children. We are given the role and responsibility to raise these children. And, and the Bible talks about what it would be better for to have a millstone cast, thrown, cast tied around your neck and thrown into the thrown into the depths if you were to cast one of these little ones to, to fail. Right. I, I don't want to come to my judgment day and, and have to answer the Lord that I did not defend my family, that I did not defend the gospel for my children, for my for my grandchildren, uh, and with men to help them lock arms and stand in the gap for each other. Because we are in those times. The waters are coming up. The fires are blazing. And it's time for us Christian men and dads to, to, to band together and, and unite and, and not be the silent minority anymore. Yeah. Man. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, uh, I is there a mic? Boom. Let me drop oh, it. Hey, I know, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? This is right here. <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> no, I just happened to have a hand. It's a, been a privilege. You know what I mean? Like, it's. <laughs> And I'm honored to have you, just to have your presence here on our channel. Um, I'm honored to 
man, I'm honored to just know you at the very least. You know what I mean? Don't, don't put me on a pedestal. Hey, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> too late. Hey, hey. I got you. I got you. I appreciate but, that. Yes, man. Um, Man, thank you so much for this. I, I'm excited to put this out there. Like I told you before, like I told you before, and like I tell everybody, I don't even, for me personally, we put it out there because we know that at the very least, at least one person will be blessed by it. We don't look at the views. We just put it out there because I know that somebody will be blessed by this. Um, and, and I'm just excited for me to be able to go back and watch it because all these notes that I take, all these videos that we put up here at the yeah. very least are for me to go back to as I go through my walk of fatherhood, as I go through this journey of fatherhood. So wow. thank you so much. Thank you for your no, time. Oh man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, again, I'm humbled. Uh, you know, when you first asked me a couple of months ago, uh, in my head, I was like, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> And uh, I tell you what happened. I, I saw my buddy and your friend Matt Perez yeah. on there, and I was like, "Oh snap!" Matt got on there. Oh, I got to get on there too. I got to get on there. <laughs> for sure. I'm a better person. I'm a better man knowing you. Uh, you know, you said if if one person is blessed by this, that'd be fine. One person's already blessed by it. I, I, I'm very blessed to have to to be able to. The, these questions it causes you to think cause you to go in there you know because you know we got all this white noise out here and everything but to actually have to sit down and yeah. and, and have this conversation uh you know that that meant a lot and and uh i'm glad i'm glad you you feel like i was genuine about that because all of that was from the heart you know Amen. and uh i'm a work in progress uh until the lord calls me home i'm still going to be a work in progress am i going to make am i going to screw some things up just daily <laughs> daily you know but uh i know that i know that uh i know what the goal is i know what the prize is so i'll keep leaning into that man well amen brother and so for everybody watching this has been uh this has been a great experience for myself i hope that you will share it right share it because you never know who you could bless by just sharing it Thank you again, Ernest, and, and I'll talk. Yeah, thank to you, you friend. All right, man. All right, love you, brother. Love you too. All right, so for those of you that made it to the end, thank you so much for watching. Again, we ask that you share, 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 because you never know how many lives you could benefit by just sharing something positive. So that's the whole idea of ripple effect, right? Um, so definitely share. Definitely, if you know Ernest personally, shout him out um, and just give him that 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 encouragement that that he gave us in this interview. We also have a community page now called Ripple Effect Fatherhood Community, where we just like to share uh, as much encouragement to, you know, fathers uh, as possible. We try to post daily, um, you know, because every day is a new day. Every day there's a new battle. Uh, and so we just try to encourage as much as possible. Um, but yes, YouTube, Facebook, we also have an Instagram page, Ripple Effect Fatherhood. One thing that I'm also going to start doing on the end of these videos for those fathers uh, or anybody in general, uh, and I'm gonna keep this real simple. 
If you don't have life insurance or if you do have life insurance and, and, and you're looking for a quote or you're looking for information on life insurance, feel free to shoot us an email, whether it be about life insurance or anything else, feel free to shoot us an email at ripple effect cooperation at gmail.com. Again, that's ripple effect cooperation at gmail.com, all lowercase. All right. So thank you guys for watching. More interviews to come, more good news and encouragement to come as well.